Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Down the best gang. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Floor Jours, an extension of Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You may also be listening to this on the podcast feed if we if you are. We appreciate that. We'll introduce the cast of characters tonight here in a second. Of course, this is where we take your questions and we try to provide decent answers, although after last night, I'm not sure we'll have all the answers. We will do our best. Before we do, I want to tell you about one of the sponsors here of the Five Reasons Sports Network, one of our local sponsors that we feature. It's All Pro Construction Builders. You can find them on Instagram. We know in South Florida, which at least two of us here live in, uh, hurricane season's always around the corner. So you got to protect your home or business. Make sure to contact All Pro Construction Builders. They specialize in impact windows and doors for residential and commercial properties. All Pro Construction Builders is a state-certified licensed and insured general contractor. They service Miami-Dade. They service Monroe. But, yes, they also service Broward. I always say it last because everybody thinks that I promote Broward over everything else. I do 954. But they also they go to Dade and they go to Monroe. They only use locally-made products, American-made. They're family-owned and operated You'll only deal with the owner. His name is Danny, okay? Give him a call, 305-484-4429. A really nice guy. He knows what he's doing. Like I said, it's a family business. He's a big Miami Heat fan as well. 305-484-4429. Get competitive pricing, but also quality service. And here's the thing. You mentioned five reasons. You get a 10% discount. That's right, okay? Plus the free estimate. So reach out, 305-484-4429. All right, let's introduce the cast of characters here. We've got Alex. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. And we've got Alana. You can follow her at Alana. Um, I'm just going to go to one name from now on. 
I'm like share now. <laughs> what we're going to try to do today is get along. We're not going to have any fights between us. Um, we're all going to agree on everything. No one's going to call anybody else out. Can't uh, guarantee that. Get, well, we'll see what we can do. What we're going to get to, though, is the theme of this. Yeah, that's right. Greg is playing back to back to back to back to back games. By the way, uh, if you throw us some super chat money, we will definitely read your question uh, and answer your question. So we'll get to it. Hold it, Manny. Hold it. I know you're at the hockey game right now. We'll get to John's question in a second. I just want to intro this a little bit, kind of what we're planning to do today. Um, we're going to get into the fight, but we're going to get into it from a different context. I want to ask the question, does this team still have fight in it? Because that's really what yesterday was about. And I will try to very quickly, briefly summarize some of what I put on our exclusive feed today, which is that I had conversations uh, with both sides of this. Okay. And I hate to put this in a both sides context. They're all on the same team, but with the team and with people around Jimmy. And this is basically what I got. Okay. This team is frustrated. Uh, the word that was used for me a lot today was shit. We're playing like shit, okay? And that's basically uh, what's come up, that they haven't played well since the Cleveland game. And you got to go back a ways to get to the Cleveland game. That includes wins against Houston, against Detroit, where they really kind of played around. They played with their food a little bit before they won. Um, they've not really been comfortable with the rotation of late. That's something that we're going to address here a lot more because we did a little bit, Greg and I did last night, on five on the floor. But there's been a frustration building. Also, there's been some concerns about Jimmy. And I mentioned that on our feed, if you've been following that, that he's been in his own head a little bit for the last month. There's some other stuff going on that I think Greg and I will get into here today. It's not alarms, okay? It's not, he's, it's not the Minnesota situation or anything like that. It's just some concern about some of the stuff that's happened of late. But the way it was put to me today was this, okay? And this is by a high-ranking member of the Miami Heat organization. OK, yes. When we checked out Jimmy Butler, we found out that when you're losing or you're struggling, he's difficult. But you know who else was difficult? Zoe was difficult. LeBron was difficult. Shaq was difficult. Dwayne could be difficult. Spo can be difficult. And our boss, he could be really fucking difficult. OK, so that's the way it was put to me today was that there needed to be some fight here with this group. The difference is what usually happens in a locker room or in practice or even in a huddle usually doesn't continue onto the court after a huddle with everybody. Every idiot who doesn't even doesn't even know how to use a camera phone like myself can capture it. Okay. And even if Bally's didn't want to show it, it showed up just about everywhere else. And so that's what happened yesterday. I do not think it's a long-term concern. I think the bigger long-term concern is this team is not playing to its max capacity right now, and they got to figure that out pretty quickly. All right, I'm going to turn this over real quick to Greg, and then we'll go around the room here a little bit. Your, your thoughts after 24 hours to think about it. Um, I'm still concerned to some degree because I can't. So I guilty admission, I've watched the video of this whole thing and all the different angles probably 20 times each to like just watch each player. Um, so I'm probably uh, analyzing this with too much of a fine tooth comb, but I've never seen Eric Spolster look like that. And there's just a part of that that I can't, I can't shake it. That like I just have not seen Spolstra 
repeatedly go after a guy and be that emotional. And he's known for the poise and keeping it behind closed doors for the most part. Um, so that, that still sticks to me as something that I think is worth monitoring. Uh, the more I dug around today, I think that there, um, is probably opportunity for, uh, for Jimmy Butler, maybe to embrace Tyler hero, taking more of the offensive burden going forward. And I think that that's something else to monitor. I don't think that there's any kind of beef. It's not like that. It's just the adjustment that a player makes when somebody else is ascending to a territory where he can score the ball basically as well as Jimmy can. Um, and just how do they balance that? So I just, those are the things that, that stuck out to me, I guess, on the court, but also the, the Spolstra Jimmy element, everybody like made this about UD. This was a hundred percent about Spo and Jimmy to me and UD was reinforcing it. And I'll just say, uh, I'll close here. UD never stuck his finger in Dwayne's face. Like he stuck his finger in Jimmy's face. And I just think that that's a tell to some degree. I can't well, he shake st- it. He didn't stick his finger in his face, but he pushed him. I mean, he, 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 uh, helped avoid conflict between Dwayne and others, most notably 2012 in Indiana, which if UD doesn't step in there, I'm telling you that could have been a lot uglier than last night was okay. From having sat on that baseline, but Alana, I mean, here's my thing about it when it comes to Spo. Okay. Is that I think part of this is perception of Spo, which is not reality. If, if you've, if you've dealt with Spo, you know, I've known Spo for 25 years now, but like if you've dealt with Spo, there is the public, there's really three Eric Spolstras. There's the very polished Eric Spolstra who says nothing in press conferences that existed for most of his coaching career as he was kind of sort of trying to fit into Pat Riley's pants, right? Like, I don't mean that in that way, but I mean, you know what I mean. That that he he was he was wearing pants that were too big for him, right? Um, maybe the shoes, maybe that's the analogy you should have gone with, step into his shoes. Shoes would have been preferable probably, but you know, it's it's late. And it's, it's been a long day. So there was that Spolstra. Then there's the Spolstra that we've kind of seen more of the past two years, I think, which is him comfortable in his own skin, knowing that he has security, knowing his place in the game, and being a little bit looser in those pressers. And then there's the Eric Spolstra that some of us know and have heard about, which is he curses like a freaking sailor, okay? He is not the pot he, he he's a regular dude like he's just and i think that people get away from that sometimes and i think that's why that was a shock for everybody to see it yesterday like oh my god eric's going that's the eric spolstro that i know okay the one that i saw last night on the sideline yeah i think all of this is just because it happened in such a public way um i'm really not phased by any of it i actually kind of found it funny which i'm not trying to say that like things aren't serious in the sense of I do think that players are frustrated and I think they're frustrated for good reason but there was just I mean PJ was sitting there drinking his Gatorade at first and then Kyle tried to get around then I saw an angle of like Caleb grabbing UD by the waist to get him away and UD definitely didn't like that like and when I watched him back because like you Greg I've watched it like 25 times I just see something funny each time I really just think that people don't really have an understanding of what, and to be cliche, but what this culture really is. And with the good comes kind of the ugly. Uh, and I think someone said it in the comments, you have a team full of pit bulls. They're going to go after one another sometimes. And I'm sure this happens all the time behind closed doors. We just haven't been privy to it. So I think a lot of it was the fact that it was public. I think, you know, even to your point, like, 
people have this perception of Spo, and I think once they saw another side of him, they are now kind of villainizing Jimmy more. I think mm-hmm. Jimmy has a reputation that he came in with from other organizations that probably isn't helping this narrative either. But I don't know. Personally, I think we have things to be concerned about on the court. I just don't think that this really is going to impact anything. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to happen a few more times before the playoffs, just not in front of our eyes. Yeah, Alex, I want to go to you for the on the court stuff, because that is where I think this conversation is heading. But I think Alana makes a good point. I think Jimmy's I think people's perception of the three parties involved in this is making this into a bigger deal than it is. I, I, I and, and and I'll I'll go through all of it uh, and we're going to get into that, Lynette. And we always appreciate you, Lynette. So we're going to get into the frustrations. I think for UD, the perception is that he would only jump in like that if in that case against a teammate, if something was really wrong, like Jimmy had to have said something that was ridiculous, not only to get PJ to look to the side like he did, but to get UD to react like that. So that, so that exposed face, like everything I, about this is just, it's comical. It's funny. Yeah. Like no, no, it, 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 it is funny. And I want to get to the spoke part because, okay. So the second part is there's a perception of Butler that he's a coach killer and all that. But I've reported this many times here that he, when he came into the Miami heat, he told people around him, I am going to test this mf Okay. And he did for a week. And then after a week, he said, nah, he's the best effing coach I've ever had. I'm done. But if anybody believed he was done, they're crazy because it's just not the way he goes about things, particularly when he's frustrated. He is, he is testing you constantly whether it's poking fun at Max Struess or the other players on the team, that is the way that he leads. I'm not saying that was leadership last night, but I'm saying that's the way he leads. Well, did Sp- you see though earlier Stacy King on air before the Bulls game was basically like, Jimmy's gone. I've played for Pat Riley. There's no way that Pat is going to let this stand. Jimmy tried to pull this in Chicago. And I think that's the problem is that now other people are giving their two cents from organizations. I mean, Stacey King's been with the Bulls forever who have a touch point with Jimmy. So mm-hmm. I just think that Jimmy's past, even though a lot of it was kind of all smoke is just not helping the entire thing. Yeah. And I think that's fair. And Stacy did play down here and, and obviously, you know, and, and he knows the league and he knows Jimmy, but I think it's ridiculous. And, and Alice, I'm going to go to you for the on-court stuff here because I, I think it's ridiculous because a um, Pat loves confrontation. Like he lives off of it. I, I was, I was dictating quotes today from his book teamwork and from winter within. I mean, he literally had a clause in winter within he created this thing. He made it up. It's called, it's called the, the, the uh, something of temporary insanity. It's something yeah. he did on purpose, like to, to just scare people in his locker room. And even yesterday, I felt like Spo took a little of that because that whole thing, it was over and Spo picked up a, a clipboard that he wasn't using to slam it down. I think that was staged. And I think that's from the Riley playbook. Alex, I want to get to the on the court stuff. Conspiracy here because I think theory. No, I, no, I, I honestly, I, I think he was heated. And I think Eric is smart enough then to realize how he was going to play that situation from there. That's what I think happened. But Alex, I want to get to the on the court stuff because what Lowry and Tucker brought up yesterday unprovoked and then Eric kind of confirmed, I think is the real issue here. This team has too many guys now. This idea of we have enough has turned in, we have too many. And, and I, and I re- it was out of Pat's book. I, I mean, I was, is that a pro- I mean, can they solve this? Is it as simple as saying, okay, Depot, Markeith, it's been fun, but you're going to put you back in bubble wrap. If we need you in the playoffs, we're going to go back. When Gabe's healthy, go back to Gabe, go back to Denman, go with the guys who've gotten us here. I mean, it might be that simple. I'm not necessarily thinking that way, but uh, to me, 
like I would be surprised if that issue is anywhere like what anywhere near what led to that incident that happened last night. Like I, I'm, I, I'm, I might be downplaying both of those things a little bit tonight when I when I like. Obviously, me and you were both there last night, and I was a little bit jarred by the incident at first just because it was Jimmy and UD. It was very public, and everything Alana said there, it, it was just very, you know, the way that it played out, kind of it brought people on to the heat that weren't, you know, uh, paying attention to the heat before. And now when it comes to the encore stuff, like I don't necessarily think their depth is the reason that they got to that point of frustration. I think the, the main frustration and getting to that point is losing two in a row to teams missing their superstars. And it's like that complacency that's uh, bought, that's gotten them and, and bit them in the ass, excuse me, uh, at other points this season, other points in the last couple seasons, now is happening at the same time, back-to-back, in just some embarrassing fashion. Like, the Philly game was bad enough. And I'm not just saying that because you know how I feel about the Sixers. It was just the way that it happened then, and then it just kind of happened at such a worse level such an ugly way uh, last night versus a Warriors team who was, they were missing everybody. Like, you know, they still had Jordan Poole and, and some very high draft picks out there. They weren't necessarily playing scrubs. You know, they played great defense, but it, it's just embarrassing. Like I'm sure they, they're, they're upset about it. And to me, like when, when Vic and Marquis were coming back, I think these guys knew what was going to happen. I think they all knew, like, coming into the season what was going to happen, that it, this was going to be something they had to deal with. I'm sure they talked about it amongst themselves. So, to me, I don't I, – like, I, I was skeptical when he said that that's for amateurs because it's like, okay, it's it sounds good now, but what happens after a couple of months and people's minutes start getting cut for real and guys don't see the floor for an extended period of time, we haven't even gotten there yet. Because there's been so many guys in and out. Guys like Gabe, you know, have started a couple of games ever since Depot came back. Like, they're kind of making up for the minutes in other ways. Even though uh, Deadman didn't play for a couple of games, he played last night. So, guys haven't even been out for an extended period of time yet. So, that's why I'm kind of skeptical that that would be the issue for... But, but Alex, to, to, to to that point, the point you mentioned about complacency... See, I think that uh, the rotation, I think, is a huge issue here, Greg. And we're going to get to the donations in a second. So keep them coming. We're going to get to those questions next. But I, I think the rotation is a huge issue. But I also think when you talk about complacency, I think this is where the Jimmy thing comes in. Because Jimmy has been their emotional touchstone now since he arrived. Okay? And it has just seemed like he's not quite there lately. And that is what I heard in Philadelphia from others inside the building, that he's in his own. I kept hearing that he's in his own head. I was trying to say, what does that mean? <laughs> what, what does that mean he's in his own head? I mean, it could be what, Greg, what you're talking about, which we've discussed on some episodes, that this team is turning more into a Tyler Hero-type team offensively, and it feels like Jimmy is choking the life out of the ball in the last four minutes of games, almost to make a point. Um, it, it Could it be that? Could it be something else? Could it be off the court? You know, he talked uh, to Tim Reynolds about his coffee business and how he needed, you know, passions in other places to kind of get himself going. He doesn't seem like, to use the phrase, the stupidly locked in, <laughs> maniacal, right? Like lately, like he just, and, and so they take their passion from him. And also, yeah. look, and, and this we totally understand, Kyle Lowry's taken a couple of very long, you know, hiatuses from the team to deal with something that is serious, that I, I the team should be handling it like this. But those are their two, those two and PJ are their like, I mean, that's, those are the dogs that play. I mean, UD doesn't play, right? Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they've really gotten it from anybody lately, except, you know, Kyle has shown an uptick. But I, 
so I do think some of this is feeding down from Jimmy, and maybe that's where some of the complacency is coming from. I think you're right. I think that they take their cues from the top guys. Um, I mean, you guys did an episode the other night without me about the top four, and ultimately, like, the guys that are taking up the highest percent to total salary cap need to carry them through the dog days and whether those. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Dog days are in January or they're, you know, a month and a half before the playoffs and you're like comfortably in the one seed, which they're no longer comfortably there. Uh, you could start to feel like, those are the nights where you need your $40 million guys to just pull you through. And I hate to take it to money, but like that's kind of what you pay them guys to do is to kind of break you through those moments when, when things are a little complacent. And I just don't think we've seen that not just offensively, but defensively, like have we seen a single graphic that would um, prop Jimmy Butler up as defensive player of the year? No, but we've seen a lot of Bam out of bio, whereas in past years, they both would get equal graphics. And I just, mm-hmm. so it's not just on the offensive side of the ball. Although I think that the struggles, the shooting struggles, the bad night in Charlotte, the un- inability to hit threes, that stuff can pile on after a while. And I think that that could also be playing into why Jimmy's frustrated. All right, we are going to get to the comments here, but I want to go to Alana on one thing here. Um, is it as simple as this? This is a team that likes to hunt. They, they are not comfortable being hunted. And, and that goes back a couple of years now. Remember, they were the five seed when they won the, <laughs> when they won the East. They, they don't have overwhelming talent. We know that. And it sort of feels like once they got comfortable in the one, like as soon as they got three or four games clear that like they went, they relaxed. Whereas all year long, they had this chip on their shoulder with these undrafted guys and all the rest of this stuff. And it doesn't feel like that lately. I mean, are they just better in a, in a hunting position? Is that is that all this is? Kind of. But also, I think for me, what I've noticed and what I was thinking about is the fact that I think they got embarrassed and humiliated by the first round exit last season. And I think that they're so hellbent on now proving that they're going to have a way deeper playoff run and hopefully make it to, you know, at least the Eastern Conference Finals, if not the finals, that I think they're kind of skipping a step almost where it's like you still need to perform at least decently up until the playoffs and figure stuff out like rotations going into the playoffs because if you don't have that figured out, good luck. And I feel like they're kind of skipping that step and looking ahead to like, okay, we got the one seed. We've kind of proven ourselves in the regular season. 
Now it's time for the playoffs. Let's just make sure that we don't get bounced again. I think that's going to hurt them, though, um, because I don't think anything is for sure. And if we get bounced from the first round again, I mean, I don't even know what to say at that point. I don't I don't know what I mean, fans are obviously going to go nuts, but I don't know what the organization itself is going to do. Well, what the organization might have to do is trade a guy who may not be responsible for it, which is uh, which is 14, because there's nobody else they can move. I mean, and so, I mean, you could the, the worst case scenario to me is this that Tyler performs at a high level in the playoffs and they go out early because if that, if that ends up happening, then there's going to be a push to make changes and they don't have much else to make changes with. He would be the piece. And I don't Jimmy think that's for LeBron. Oh, Jimmy's going to take all the blame. And that's, I think a huge part of it too, where I think like Jimmy just didn't show up at all last season. And I think, mm. I don't think he's in his head because of that necessarily. Cause I just don't see that as his personality, but I do kind of feel like he's almost restless at this point to just get the regular season over yeah. with and get to the playoffs. I, I think you hit on that. I think they all are honestly, but I, I think leading That's with exactly them. All right, what I was going to say, I was literally just about to say that. Like that, yeah, you, can I, I think feel they, it. you can feel it from like the way they speak when they're on there, when they're out there on the podium, like they're just trying to get through this. They're just trying to get through this and figure out if Spoh's got nine. That's basically where they're at right now. I want to tell you about one more sponsor here, and then we're going to get to your questions, and we're going to do them rapid fire here. But got to tell you about our friend Mark Brown. You can find him at markbrownpa.com. We tell you about him all the time on the pregame show. Mark is the guy to go to, okay, if you're looking for an estate plan, and you should be. If you, I sat down with him a few weeks ago. Made sure that my daughter was going to be taken care of. If you're young, younger than me, okay, most of you are younger than me with a family, you got to take care of this now. Don't let it sit. You never know what's going to happen. Obviously, you know, there are tragedies, accidents, and all that stuff. You don't want to be unprepared. So reach out to Mark Brown. He's at markbrownpa.com. He's based right there in North Lauderdale, just north of Cypress Creek off of Andrews. If you're familiar with the Inner Miami Stadium, he's about five minutes from there. Uh, but he can take your case anywhere in South Florida. And then additionally, um, he has a title company right there in-house, Mark does. And so if you got real estate, uh, whether you need to get your closing done or you just have to divest it um, with your estate, he's the guy to go to, okay? So don't go to one of these huge firms and all this. Go to a Miami sports fan who knows what he's doing, and he'll work with you on everything. So reach out to Mark. again. check him out at marcbrownpa.com. Make sure you mention five reasons. He will give you a deal. If you do that, and he's got the cool finger pointers too, um, and he shows up sometimes uh, at the Heat games. Well, he doesn't do the finger pointers to me. So uh, just check out Mark at markbrownpa.com. All right, um, let's get to a couple of questions. I know Alex has some some numbers he wants to get to. Let's get to John. Uh, safe to say, Depot Day was the highlight of the year for him. Seems like they worked out about as bad as it could have at this point. I, I, I don't think I'll go to Alex on this. I, I don't think it's it's not his fault. I mean, I don't think he's. But I did notice that he put out on Twitter today a video of himself starting to feel like himself and almost feels like a little self-propaganda. I I've, I think there's moments he's – no, I think – Alex, I think there's moments he's looked good, but I think there's also moments that he's been affected by the clunkiness of the rotation and one guy in and one guy out. And, and the one thing I want to say about this that I should have mentioned earlier, when I talked to a high-ranking Heat official today, he said this, and I think this is totally true, and if you look at the Heat's 25-year history under Pat Riley, this has always been true. When you know a guy's going to be out for a long time, you can adjust to it. Like, if you know, like the Heat were without Lonzo Mourning for 69 games in the 2000-2001 season, they adjusted to it, okay? Without Kyle Lowry for a period of time, they knew it was going to be certain. They, bam, eight weeks this year, they adjusted to it. When guys are in and out like they've been lately, 
okay? Like even a Gabe Benson or others, it's harder to adjust to. And I think that's affected Depot because it doesn't seem like like Eric can put him out with who he wants to put him out there with. Yesterday was totally different. There was no hero, um, but there's been other times he's been out there with Lowry and hero and he just runs to the corner. So I, I, I don't think it's all his fault, but I do think that some of the expectations that fans had, I think they need to be tempered significantly. Is that fair, Alex? Yep, and that's that's actually what I wanted to start my answer with. You know, like, I understand we all had high expectations for Depot coming out, but that's why I, I was trying to be subtle with that. Like, I had a feeling it was going to start off like this because, like, he looked something like this last season, and I feel he – I felt he was going to have uh, a lot less chances than he did last season where he was kind of given that starter spot in those, in those games that he came back in uh, before he got hurt again. I think now it's like it's very limited and without Tyler there to take off that main playmaker load. And, you know, I, I wanted to see him with Kyle, but without Tyler there, it, it was just him trying to do stuff. And I, I think it's a little bit clunky, man. Like it's for sure been clunky, but I, I don't think it's been worst case scenario. That's why that comment was like, damn, I I didn't know like people felt this way about it. Like, I think we've seen some flashes with him and I think, you know, you just got to be a little patient. I think like you saw that athletic layup that he had last night. Uh, you had he also had that one shot that he made on Wiggins that you know he had the nice little move beforehand, kind of had him half spinning around. Uh, so I think he's just figuring it out, and I think it's a different type of thing with, with somebody like him trying to fit in than a guy like Gabe Vincent, where Gabe is mostly just a three and D point guard who can do a little bit, you know, a little bit more in between. But that's mainly his role. Whereas Vic, for him to get going and yeah. to optimize him, he has to have the ball in his hands sometimes. Not that he has to, you know, be running everything, but he needs to be one of the main guys getting the ball when he's coming off uh, in that bench unit. So uh, it's going to be clunky for a little while, but they got to get him in, I think, uh, lineups to have a good amount of shooting around him so he could really get comfy going to the rim. Hot take, I, he's not going to play in the playoffs. I at all? It, man. I could see that. I don't think so. I, I See, I don't think it's an at-all proposition. I do not think he's going to be part of the core nine-man rotation. I think Gabe's going to be back in it. And, and, and I think I'm not part sure of what's yet, but I can see that. I, I think part of what's happened here, um, too, is that, you know, Gabe started a shooting slump like right around the time Oladipo was coming back. And I, you know, it, it was right there. And so, talk about guys being in their own head, it's possible Gabe was in his own head, too. I think if they put Gabe back in the rotation, but wasn't on it also like basis, two months of not great shooting for Gabe? It is, but it's been worse lately. I, I just, I just feel like if, if they, if he know, and plus everybody knew Depot was coming back. Like I, I just think this wears on guys. I feel like if, if, if Spo makes a decision, Gabe Benson's going to be our backup point guard. He's going to go back to the minutes he had before. I feel like his, his performance would uptick because um, his confidence would come back a little bit. And I think, I think they're the other thing you got to notice, and I always notice this. I'm gonna shoot around. I'm like, who leaves with who, right? So who left shoot around in Philadelphia with Jimmy and Kyle, Gabe? There's a relationship there. I don't know that there's a relationship between Jimmy and Depot. I've said that from the minute that they came here. And I know, you know, there's one between him and Hero. I, I just, I think, I think Gabe's going to be put back in there. I get to the next question here, and we're going to throw this one to Alana or Greg. We got another one in here? Man, he said he got a, he got a couple, but he may be watching the Panther game right now. Yeah, he All like right. stopped us oh. mid mid show and said, "Make sure." Look at that! Here we go. Here, oh, Raymond! Oh, we'll take that. That's a big donation. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I had to take my daughter to Claire's at the mall, so I'll fill this in for that. Okay, this is from Raymond. Feels inevitable. Hero will start whether it's after he gets his contract or in the playoffs. Why don't they start him now? Give the second unit to guys like Gabe and Caleb and Depot. Um, 
Alana, I'll start with you. I on hate this. that. The last <laughs> thing we need is more change. Like there is absolutely no stability in any rotations or lineups right now. For you to right before the playoffs, when we're struggling, make Tyler a start. Like, I'm sorry, that's crazy. That is a recipe for disaster. Absolutely not. But we have felt, Greg, like this is the card in the pocket, right? Yeah, it's the Ray Allen card where like you insert him into the starting line. I, I don't know why I call it the Ray Allen card. It's just that's you did it with Mike Miller. He did he's done it. He's it, done it over the years. It's like when his when he needs to put in his best five, game five on the road and they're down, you know, two one or however that shakes it's no wait, there would be game four. For Ray, you shouldn't I call it math. Sorry. That was disastrous with the Spurs and Mario Chalmers was like, get me the F out of here after that. Um yeah, but but like it, it it's that kind of card, but it would work out a lot better. I think, but to Alana's point, like you don't do that now. And I don't think you even go to it in the playoffs unless you're like up against like you're facing elimination. Then maybe you, you, you pull that card because what else, what the hell else are you going to do? But for now, like there's a reason why the second quarters have been so fruitful for Miami. And there's a reason why Tyler hero has done really great uh, in that role spearheading that unit. Don't mess with it. He's about to win six man of the year. Well, if you're gonna say don't mess with it, then that means put Gabe back out there with him and 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 shelve Oladipo for the time being. Um, That's what I'm talking about. And I'm saying maybe play eight too. So I got this whole nine man thing. We're gonna trim that. So who's the eighth then? Is it Caleb, or is it Dwayne, uh, or is it Mark? It, it's whatever big that they can play for like 11 minutes so that Bam can catch his breath throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I don't really care which one. And then it's Caleb and it's Tyler, well, and that's it. I know no one else. Okay. All right. Uh, We got another one here. Load it up, Manny. Uh, This comes in from Jeff. We appreciate it. Are we the PG 13 indie number one seed? You can play as hard as you want and have this great defense, but you don't have a nuclear level scorer. Katie Kyrie Giannis will eventually break you over their knees. We have discussed this uh, a lot, Alex, this idea of them being a soft soft number one. I mean, that is, I, I think that's how teams around the league perceive them. That and comparison I, I specifically, a, though, oh, mm, it's just like I hate it. But I, I thought I thought Stephen A. said uh, one of the few smart things I've ever heard him say regarding the Miami Heat, which he said today on first take. He said, "If you're, I don't think this is why Eric Spolsch is freaking out, and I don't think it has anything to do with Kyrie Irving, which Windhorse said today. When I thought the rest of Windhorse's report was right, okay, but like Stephen A. said, you know, if you're Eric Spolsch, you know your team could." go to the finals or it could go out in the first round. And we have kind of said that too. I mean, I, I think that's, there's a huge variance with this team because their talent level is not overwhelming and they've got to be firing on all cylinders. I mean, is it fair to say, I mean, the PG 13 is, let, let me ask from this perspective, if the PG 13 team uh, is the comp and we've talked about it, that, that Indiana team. Okay. Depends that, which they, one. Any of them, the, the one that finished in the first seed, that which did happen twice. The the big three Heat, okay, knew they could beat that team. They were not concerned about it. They didn't care about having to go up to Indiana, even though they'd struggled there. They knew that they had the best players on the floor ultimately in those games. Is there a big three Heat team in this East field? In other words, hell I, no. I, I'm asking Alex, but yes, you know you're gonna say no. Hell no. I'm not letting anyone answer differently. <laughs> no, that's it. Sorry. Can you compare the Durant Kyrie Nets? Is is that the one? Are... No, because they're not healthy. 
They're, they're, and they're, they're not they're, the Miami Big Three, damn it. There's no one in the league that's like the closest, them. The closest would be the Bucks because they're the reigning t- champs. You know, Giannis is the, the the LeBron here in that situation. But even then, it's just not a great comparison. But I think the Pacers thing and what we're talking about here is a good comparison. Not that Agreed. I think the Heat and the Pacers play the same, but it's like, you know, teams that are more dependent on their defense and being able to be consistent on that end and then just kind of having like, you know, enough on offense. I, I don't know. I think to me, the Pacers were a lot more reliant on Paul George. The other guys, you know, they had some guys who could make some plays with Hill and Stevenson. West was cool. Hibber was cool. I think the C team is way more dynamic. So I get what that question is is asking there. I get the comparison. It's also a little bit disrespectful. Like Kyle Lowry, is, even at this age, is a lot better than Hill. And, and I hate to just get down to this type of analysis, but when you just look at it on paper, like Tyler is better at this point. Than you don't want to compare Hibbert to Bam? Alex, You're not going to go there? called Roy Hibbert cool. That's pretty no, funny. I know. You got to clip that. Come on, man. Roy any of the Pacers do. cool is a crime. You remember no, that you picture? Do we have that photo? Do we have they that photo of all team, But that's <laughs> you guys a remember all the photo, right? Look at that. Alana, you have to remember the photo of all the Pacers. Oh, I'm going to – we'll put it on Twitter. The one where they were posing, like they were like dripping in sweat after a – Nobody jackets. I hate everything board. about Indiana, like as a state, as the team. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't that get behind anything. They collapsed. They were the one seed, and then they collapsed, and uh, and and almost got eliminated in the first two rounds. Yeah. And then the Heat just kind of don't know, sleep no on Evan Turner. Because all they all they thought about were the Heat. That's really the. I mean, that was the reason they were so laser focused on it. Vogel and everything else. That's why it's amazing to me that Vogel actually beat the Heat to win a championship. All right, let's get to the final one here, Manny. Let's close. I'm going to give it to Alana. Whatever it is, ready? Go ahead. Aren't we Thomas. kind of lucky that there's no angle where we can make out what Jimmy said? I feel the situation could have been a lot worse if we saw that. That was the first thing that I thought of. I was like. I don't know if Jimmy positioned himself in such a way that no one could record what this man was saying. Um, But yeah, I do find it quite interesting. And again, I just think everyone is turning against him because A, it is Spo, but B, because of his past. And I think that if we could probably hear a little bit more of what Jimmy said, there would be more fans turning against him. So yeah, I mean, Jimmy either purposefully did that or lucked out or both, but I would love to know what he said, but I don't think, I think we're better off not knowing. People were better off when they didn't know what Dwayne Wade said to Spo in Indiana. That's all I'll say. And I put that on the feed. But if they Maybe had known that's that. that's what he said. Maybe that's what Jimmy said to Spo. Except that's not true in this I case. Exactly. That's because, because say, Al, Ethan, go to Alex. You know what? No, we're going to hold it. We're going to hold Me those and numbers. We're going to have a, a, a Jimmy Spo moment right now. Put, put him on the off the floor feed, I'm Alex. So frustrated. Off the floor feed. Make He's been having these up. numbers, and now I can't even say them. For... You know what? Yeah, yeah this is. Where's the clipboard? So who are man? you? Who, who are can you? Can I be key in the situation? I'm, I'm definitely Jimmy. Jimmy. I'm the one last. I'm working. PJ picking up the clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> and the papers from the clipboard, not just the clipboard. Yeah. He's uh he's very neat. Yeah, well, PJ, you know, I mean, he's well groomed and all this stuff. He's got someone you know, called him be... environmentally friendly for like collecting the papers, and I thought that was the best comment that I saw on Twitter. That's pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. He was, by the way, tremendous last night. He and he and Kyle were they were the right people to put up there. Um, putting they Jimmy up they were in doing that situation not not have been not have been a good Kyle idea. trying to call the timeout and then scratching his neck as if he didn't mean to do that at all was another highlight the whole thing there's just so much like good stuff to dissect from that is that the funniest picture of the year or is it our friend annie ellisberg in front of the elevator in denver i think that still wins 
Yeah. It has yeah. to be, right? Yeah, yeah I iconic. think so. We didn't know they were all going to turn against but, each other. Who knows what happened in that elevator? The, if this is the point that galvanizes this team and takes them to title, like th- this photo will be in Championship Alley. That photo that we just saw. You're not wrong. No, they're not wrong. All right, thanks to Alana. Thanks to Greg. No thanks to Alex. He's going to post those stats on the Winnow feed, our off-the-floor feed, so we can get more subscribers. Thanks to our sponsors, Mark Brown. Check them out at markbrownpa.com. All pro construction builders. We always mention prize picks. Use the code 5. There you go. That's it. Suspended a week. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 5 on the Floor on the 5 Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.